KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. I'm Matt Leon. The Westchester University baseball team, one of eight teams headed to the NCAA Division II Baseball National Championships in Cary, North Carolina. The 34 and 13 Golden Rams, champions of the Atlantic Regional and the Atlantic Super Regional, and they will open the national championships on Sunday evening, taking on top seed North Greenville University. Now, the Golden Rams were facing elimination in both the regional and super regional, but in both cases, won two straight games facing elimination to advance. Caught up with Westchester head coach Mike LaRosa to talk about his squad's success and the challenge now in front of them. So first of all, congratulations. And I've got a simple question to start things off. How much fun have the last few weeks been here as you guys have won a regional, won a super regional, and gotten to the national championships? Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's, it's been a blast um, for a lot of reasons. One of them being our team is just a great group of guys to be around. So it's been a lot of fun um, in the postseason with those guys. And um, secondly, the uh, ability to do it on our home field has been awesome. We were able to host the regionals and super regionals this past weekend. And just, you know, on our home field in front of our home crowd has made it really special too. And I think just kind of added that much more sweetness to the whole thing. If you and I are talking back in December and I'm kind of picking your brain about what you expect this season. Was this kind of the ceiling? And I don't know necessarily mean getting to the national championships, but was this a group you looked at and expectations were high? Yeah. I mean, we thought it was a possibility for sure. And it was one of our goals that we had set, you know, going all the way back to the fall. Um, and certainly, you know, believe that it was realistic, obviously, a lot of things have to go right from the start of the season to now, you know, you got to stay healthy. You got to play your good baseball, uh, you know, down the stretch and, um, you know, have to be clutch in big moments and all of those things. Uh, and, you know, especially the conference that we play in the PSAC East and, and overall in the region, like it's just, there's so many good teams. So obviously it's, it's really tough to get to this point. Um, but fortunately that's exactly what our guys did. Like we were fortunate enough to kind of, um, you know, aside from a couple little injuries here or there that, um, you know, were some snags or bumps in the road, rather. Other than that, guys were healthy. Um, you know, our best guys were able to stay on the field all season. Uh, we really did play our best baseball this last month of the season down the stretch. And um, just time and time again, we've we've been clutch under pressure and in big moments, a lot of timely hitting, uh, really good pitching performances when we need it with our back against the wall. So all of those things. So, uh, you know, going back to your question, yes, like we, we did, you know, think it was a realistic possibility. And, um, you know, fortunately, we're just able to, to be in this opportunity now. You talk about the last month playing your best baseball. Was there a moment at the beginning of that month that it kind of crystallized that, all right, this group's in it to win it. We, we've got it. We're going to be a very difficult out from here on out. Yeah. So we swept Millersville in a three game series. Um, and then a little over a month ago, I guess, maybe at that point. Um, but, you know, they're, they were at the time, number one in our region, I think, and one in our conference. And we went, won a game at home and then went swept to at their place, which they don't get swept at their place very often. And um, I thought at that point, like, we just played really, really good baseball against a very good team. And, um, you know, for the most part, we dominated that series. And, um, I just kind of saw our guys go up to another level and like, it was a big series for us. I mean, we were at that point, our season could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone the way it has, or 
you know, if we're on the other side of that sweep, like we're on the outside looking in to even make the conference tournament possibly at that point. So um, I did think after that series, I was like, okay, we got something special here. Our guys can play in big moments. Um, that was the big question mark going into it was just, we, ha- we don't have a lot of guys on the roster right now that have, um, you know, played in the regionals before and played uh, in pressure moments just because of you had the 2020 season that was canceled to COVID and you had last year where we missed out on a regional bid. So a lot of our roster that was here the past two years, plus the additions, like none of these guys had played uh, in these types of games. So that was the question mark we had going in. But I felt like after that series, like, I saw that we were able to play really good baseball under pressure. Um, and I did feel like that was a little bit of a turning point for us. Obviously, you're getting all kinds of contributions up and down the roster. But for people who aren't familiar, you know, who are the leaders in this group? Who are some of the kids that have really are big reasons why you are where you are right now? Yeah. Um, so the cool part is there's a lot of them. Um, we really have gotten contributions from everybody on this roster. Um for, you know, certainly in the interest of time, I won't run through all of them, but some of the main ones, Zach Wright, our center fielder and leadoff hitter, set a school single season record for stolen bases this year. Um, I was on three different all region teams that just came out within the past week or two. Uh, he's kind of the table setter at the top of our lineup, really hard to get out, high on base percentage guy, uh, plus defender. Um Justin Horn has been our two slash three hitter for the season, uh, was our starting shortstop early on. And then due to an arm injury, had to move into the DH role. Uh, but he's been a four year starter here and has really made the offense go. Um, our four and five hitters that are just cleaning it up almost every game, it seems like are um, Mike Ferrer, our first baseman, who leads our team in most offensive categories. And then Luke Campwell, uh, our right fielder. So those guys are both high RBI guys. Um, so the top of our lineup is the table setters and getting on a lot. And then it just seems like every RBI moment, one, if not both of those guys are knocking them in. Um, and that's been really key for us to be able to produce uh, and kind of scratch runs across and, uh, you know, big moments are against tough pitching. Um, on the mound, it's really been uh, Braden Files, not our number one, has been an absolute workhorse down the stretch through a complete game on Sunday against East Stroudsburg to put us to the if necessary game um, has really dominated on the mound really all season. Uh, but these past few starts, which has been against, you know, the best competition, he's really, um, you know, just pitched outstanding. Joe Sperone's been our number two, uh, same thing, really pitched good baseball down the stretch, ended up closing for us on game three this past Sunday against East Stroudsburg. So we had to, we started him Friday and he came out of the pen on Sunday. So he, he kind of on short rest was able to, to pitch great. Um, Kyle Laser, a freshman for us, has been our closer, first team all-conference um, as a relief pitcher, and he's really tied things down on the back end of the bullpen and been the guy that we give the ball to um, in high-leverage situations and, and to finish games. So um, those are the main, I'd say, the main contributors. And I know I'm leaving guys out that have really produced a lot and, and been, um, you know, and helped us down this stretch, but, but I'd say those are the main ones for now. In both the regional and the super regional, you guys had losses and you were facing elimination and had to win back-to-back games to win. That is a tough, that's a tough way to live. It's yeah. incredibly impressive when you can pull it off. Yeah. What does it say about this group's mental fortitude? I mean, a lot of times we throw those words around yeah. and they kind of lose meaning, but I mean, that's the money is on the table back against the wall. We can list the cliches up, but you guys were facing it and the kids came through. It says a lot. Yeah, it definitely does. They're very mentally tough and resilient. Um, 
And then, you know, on top of that in each, so against Seton Hill game three, and then this past week in East Stroudsburg game three, we had to come from behind leak in both of those games to win them too, on top of having, you know, win two in a day. So, yeah, I mean, just extremely mentally tough. Um, it's something that we talk about a lot throughout the year and just that great teams are going to face adversity and there's usually a breaking point for every team. And we just never want to let that be us first. Um, and yeah, our guys, you know, were able to lay it on the table. The big message that they kind of had amongst themselves was after losing a game, it's like, listen, just win a game. And then you go into game three and then anything can happen. And really the pressure goes back onto the other team at that point, because they're not supposed to lose two games in a day, you know? Um, so now for them, it becomes, um, you know, just naturally, you're kind of, you kind of get a little hesitant, and fearful, like, oh man, like this isn't supposed to happen this way, you know? And, and then we kind of become the aggressor. So um, this past Sunday, we swept East Stroudsburg. I learned after the game, that was the first time they were swept in a doubleheader all year, you know? So it just shows you how hard it is to do. And the fact that our guys were able to do it at the biggest moments and, and on the big stage was pretty impressive. And the thing about that is that is something, obviously, you know, you said you preach to your kids, but be mentally tough. But it's kind of something that they've got to do. Like, I, I think there's only so much from a coaching, from a guidance standpoint. They've got to win the game. They've got to understand what it takes. And it seems to me that once a group kind of gets over the hurdle and kind of gets it, it really kind of takes on a life of its own in a series situation, in a regional, but from a game situation, as you pointed out, we're down late. We got this. We're all right. I mean, am I misreading or it's really something has to come from within? Yeah, Matt, no, you're totally right. And, um, it, you know, it, it, you have to have confidence in it. And if, if you have a falsified sense of confidence and you're just trying to, you know, be a rah-rah group and and all that, then, yeah, it, not, it won't necessarily always work. I think what has impressed me the most about our guys is um, that resiliency, I think, has built up over the last two years, you know. So for the, the upperclassmen that we have here that haven't been to a college world series yet, um, they lost their 2020 season. Well, I kind of go back even further. 2019, host a regional uh, as the high seed go to and out. 2020, COVID season canceled. 2021, we come in second in the PSAC East, don't make a regional. Um, so now here we are in 2022. And I just feel like over that time, like we've got upperclassmen that are like, okay, not, it's not happening again. We're not letting it happen again, you know? And um, that's a pretty special group. And we've got a bunch of those guys. And I think that it filters throughout the rest of the team. And um, therefore, they're able to kind of carry that confidence into those tough moments. You'll open up Sunday against North Greenville. Uh, what do you know about them? Obviously, I mean, top seed here we're dealing with here. Everybody's great. They're mm -hmm. really great. Yeah. Yeah. Top seed, number one ranked team in the country. They have more wins than games played for us. Um, so we know we're uh, we're going to have a good challenge. I mean, the good thing is they don't know us and we don't know them. And I think that is good uh, when I say that, because, um, you know, these past few weeks playing teams that are very familiar with us and have scouting reports against us, it, it makes it tough because they're kind of aware of all your strengths and weaknesses you know, much like we know about them, it's very little. They know very little about us. And I think we can go in and play our game and our style of baseball without having it necessarily being, um, you know, stopped because, um, you know, we got a team that's prepared for it, you know. So, um, but offensively, they're a 330 hitting team. They have 90 home runs on the season. They steal bases like we do and um, comparable stolen base numbers. Um, on the mound, I think they've got around a 3-5 ERA as a team this year. and. Um, you know, top to bottom, like good starters, 
you know, guys out of the bullpen with some velocity that, that we've seen. So, you know, they're very good. I, I think the message to our team was, I do think we're prepared for it just because of the conference that we play in. Um, playing teams like last weekend, Seton Hill in three games, and then Slippery Rock this past, or I'm sorry, East Strasbourg this past weekend for three games. Like, I just, I do think it's comparable type talent. Um, so I do think we're prepared going into this. I also think that that's a reason why Westchester has won two national championships in the past going to the national stage. I do think that our the schedule that we play prepares us for that. Um, so, you know, they're very good and, and we know that, but, you know, I think we're pretty good too. And I think we're going to have a good shot. And I think I know the answer to this question based on our conversation about the resiliency of the group, but it is, this will be a new experience for this group. Is there a discussion about balancing? This is a, this is a life experience this is not something not many people get to do relish it savor it but also we're not just here to you know get autographs and a hat like we're here to to do business let's get to work is there a balancing act there yeah definitely and it's something we've already talked to the team about um i want them to enjoy this experience obviously we talked about everything outside of practice or game like I want them to have a blast doing it. You know, there's a championship banquet Friday night. Um, we're doing a youth clinic down there on Saturday afternoon. There's all the other like pomp and circumstance around um, the world series. And like that part of it, I, I told our guys, like I, I want them to you know be like little kids and enjoy it and all that. But um, when we're practicing down there and then when it's game time down there, I, I like we want to flip the switch, you know, and, and there's an intention to want to go out and, win a national championship, you know, and be able to do that. So, um, you know, certainly I think managing distractions is important. Um, it's, you know, it's not normal, uh, setup for what we typically experience throughout the course of the year. You know, we're headed down there tomorrow. We leave tomorrow morning, which is Thursday. We don't play till Sunday night. So we got all this stuff in between, which is all great stuff, but being able to kind of stay focused on baseball uh, while we're in that, that's going to be the key. Um, like I said earlier, though, we do have a lot of upperclassmen and older guys and lead, great leadership. So I don't think that's going to be a problem, um, but it's definitely something that, you know, we got to be aware of. That will do it for this bonus episode of one-on-one with Matt Leon. Thanks to Mike LaRosa for taking the time to talk. The national championships, by the way, are double elimination and Westchester's first game with North Greenville University set for a 6 p.m. first pitch on Sunday. You can follow the show on Twitter at one-on-one pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Once again, I am Matt Leon. Thanks so much for listening.